0: Hello and welcome to Know Your Wrestling. I'm your host, Mark Sylvester, and I hope to be reminding longtime fans and showing non fans why wrestling is so good. I am joined by the Viper and Connor (laughs) himself, Jordan Quigley. Again, the Viper and (laughs) Connor. It's so
1: stupid, I love it.
0: And because we're talking about the people we're talking about, I thought I had to infuse both of their names.
1: Oh, so naturally, and and also because because I am a good friend of yours as well, I feel like I have to do this for you.
2: Ah, Mark Sylvester Don't you dare be sour clap
1: for your world famous Know Your Wrestlers and Feel the Power No, you're wrestling! No, you're wrestling. No, you're wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the who incarnate. Uh yeah, obviously because of the people we're talking about he decided to make give me that nickname. So yeah. Yeah.
0: Today we'll be talking about Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton. So thought, as Jordan is a fan of wrestling himself, I thought we could talk about that. So to begin with Jordan, what is your knowledge <laughs> on pro wrestling?
1: What is my knowledge on wrestling? Funny you ask that. Um well, I've been in the wrestling for about over 10 years. I started I started watching 2004 and I've been into it ever since and like so my knowledge is just like it's for one thing Spoiler alert! I know it's fake; it's not real. As much as it's great, it could be real. But like, I know, like obviously, I know the common stuff. It's like it took me a while to really get into like the like the inside stuff. Like I've now learned more about like indie wrestling and and like obviously New Japan stuff great at the moment. And mm. I've really gotten into like more of that stuff. That's when my knowledge of it um
0: it's just what I've been watching for the past. 10 to 12 years I mean who was the first wrestler that really got you hooked into wrestling like for me would be people like Hulk Hogan and later on Steve Austin and CM Punk and Sasha Banks like who would be your like first wrestler that got you into wrestling Um, who would be yours
1: don't hate me John Cena Okay. Because in t- no I know what you're gonna say,
3: oh John Cena deserves
1: it. Uh no but no, uh, I, C- Cena was one of the first wrestlers I think I saw. Um back into I know you're thinking East sucks now, but like, yeah, but in two thousand and four he was that cool rapper. So that was cool. Yeah. I know I know the idea of a John Cena rapper sounds stupid. I swear to god, go back and look for it it actually it's a pretty cool gimmick and he actually makes it work.
0: But, oh yeah, he, um, did, he did. But you did know it was it was
1: in O four O three, you had you had uh, John Cena, Randy Orton. Surprisingly, was one of the guys that got me into it as well. I thought he was such a good talent. Something there was something cool about him. Um, also, Rey Mysterio, uh, Eddie Guerrero was one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Chris Jericho is a great wrestler, even though and even though he's done terrible, he he because of obviously terrible stuff. Uh, I will still say Chris Benoit was one of my it is still is one of my favorites, despite the terribleness of his departure and his. Maybe "departures" is wrong word. Uh, his death, in, what's alluding around his death. Still a great worker. Um,
0: yeah, I agree with you there. I, I can still, even though it's slightly awkward, I can still go back and watch the match and still enjoy it. But oh, it took me not as while. much As I used it, it, to, it
1: took me a long time to get over that. When I mean, that's what happened, I kind of like. I still watched WWE, but it was like I, I watched other stuff. Like I watched TNA at the time as well. So it was just like. Um. Yeah. So it's just because that was a really that was a bad. It was. It felt like a bad scene. But um. Now I can. I, now I can go back and just watch him. Be like, no. this is still cool. I, I remember Chris Benoit the wrestler, and not Chris Benoit the. Um. I don't want to say murderer, but the murderer. If just yeah, for lack of a better word. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um. But yeah, like Mark said, we're talking about uh. One of, again, one of my favorite wrestlers. Randy Orton being one of the first guys I saw, and Brock Lesnar. I'm really excited, and I thought it would be a good idea to talk about those two guys. And and, and like... also,
0: for this podcast, I thought I show Jordan a few matches that he might have never have seen before. Like, one of the matches that we watched today was one that he's never seen.
1: Exactly, which, is which. by the way, how could I have not seen this match? I am a disgrace to the IWC.
0: Basically, then the <laughs> next one I'm going to ask you is... I guess you already have heard about Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton. What sort of knowledge of them would you say and that kind of stuff as well about those two wrestlers?
1: Yeah. What? 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 So, like,
0: like, have you heard of Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton? Like, sometimes I ask people, like, even though they might never seen a uh, match or that wrestling before, they might have heard along like with Steve Austin. They might have seen the t shirts and that kind of thing. I mean, did you before you liked wrestling? Did you kind of? I kind of changed the question. I mean, did, before you got into wrestling, did you hear about Randy Orton? Did you hear about Brock Lesnar? Maybe people mentioned to you the video games, um, or they were wrestling the shirts, or maybe you saw them in, on magazines. Actually, that I kind
1: didn't. Um, I knew obviously before I got into wrestling, it was all about either The Rock. It was Stone Cold and it was Hogan and probably Taker. Those okay. Were, those were like the four that I knew of, but like I wasn't into it before I got into it. So I knew nothing about it. And then like I got into it because of one of my mum's ex-boyfriends was, he liked it and he got me into it. And I knew of Alton because getting into it because he was part of the roster. He was on Raw at the time. Mm. I didn't know a lot about Brock, but then he told me about Brock. And then he showed me a match up. I think he had a DVD or a video with one of Brock's matches on it. Okay. And so I'm like, oh my god, what is this muscle bound gorilla? This guy could be Hulk. Oh yeah. What, what am oh, yeah, I? He what, could. What, what? What am I watching? And why is he wearing super tight pants?
0: Yeah, that's what well, they all
1: do. They but, all do all um, those front yeah. flaps. Always, always, yeah, always. But yeah, trying to. But actually, really understanding wrestling and understanding it was kind of an easy thing. I I did have to ask a like, okay, so who's the goodies? Who, why are they cheering? Why are they booing him? I'm trying to understand it. Or it's like it was really easy to understand. Like now I know like his faces and heels, and obviously growing up with it, I now understand it. But hmm. yeah, um, yeah, it was yeah that that's sort of like how I kind of knew who Brock Lesnar was from just. Him being my mum's ex-boyfriend's
0: favorite wrestler at the time. So okay, that's fair enough. So for the first match, (laughs) we'll be looking at Brock Lesnar versus Eddie Guerrero from No Way Out 2004.
3: By Uh-oh. Latino Heat. oh. Kurt Angle's in trouble. Another right hand wow. by Eddie Guerrero. Kurt might be playing possum. Kurt Angle gonna suplex Eddie Guerrero. And he's done, And he's done. Eddie Guerrero's gonna be eliminated here. Uh oh. Eddie Guerrero just countered in front. Kurt Angle to of the ring. What the hell's he doing? Kurt Angle eliminated. Eddie Guerrero has got a shot at the title. Latino Heat is heading. Brock Lesnar and No Way Out for the WWE Championship! Congratulations, Eddie Guerrero! But let me tell you something. I am not afraid of you! The only thing I have going for me is that every obstacle that's been put in front of me, I have overcome. Come No Way Out! You're not fighting the odds, Eddie. You're fighting me. I really hope you are addicted. Addicted to losing. Because at No Way Out, you're gonna get your fix. Truth is, Brock, I am an addict. But you know what, Brock? I am beating those demons. I am overcoming those obstacles. I disgraced my race, I disgraced my family, and I disgraced myself. I came to a point in my life where it was do or die. Day by day, I have earned my way back into this ring. When I step into this ring, yeah bro, I am addicted. I'm addicted to the high that I get from them. I'm addicted to the do-or-die feeling, homes that I'm going to have at No Way Out because I'm an addict and I'll do anything and run over anybody that it's going to take to get that around my way and get my high at No Way Out and become the WWE Champion for the
1: one of my favorite matches. One of my top ten favorite matches of all time. I love this match. Uh, I love the story behind it. Ah, uh, you just can't. You can't beat Eddie Guerrero. He's he's one of the best. He was one of the best, hardest workers. At- around that time and the fact that he's gone it really still makes me sad to this day and quite frankly if there was a wrestler we could bring back to life you said you, we talked about this before you said Owen Hart for me is Eddie Guerrero I would say Owen Hart and
0: Eddie Guerrero if I could have two we, if
1: we could have two yeah maybe I mean um, but it's like yeah um, yeah I would I would have Owen Hart back because I never saw Owen Hart wrestle I don't think I saw him wrestle so it would be nice to really oh, if you get like, a chance uh, to watch him to see, he's very watch good him, Owen so. Hart but yeah no if we had choose one I would I would I would choose Eddie over Owen I mean, honestly but um yeah uh, anyway on to the topic of Hank yeah Eddie versus Brock it was a great match there's I would say oddly enough it is one of my favourite matches I would not say a perfect match because they were booking the whole uh Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg WrestleMania 20 match which by the way it was disappointing. it was terrible man. it was disappointing shit it was so, disappointing disappointing it
0: was so bad but, so um, any other things about that match that you liked
1: um I, yeah no, uh, what I liked um
0: or any particular spots liked, or moments I, that you really enjoyed? Oh, there's one moment in particular at the beginning.
1: We and you and I went ooh, this was this was this. Um, Eddie was doing a top right move. I think he was trying to do like a a spinning DDT or something, and Brock re- reverses it into a power bomb, and he lands on his neck upper shoulder bits like proper hard and we both just went oh and it looked like it was a botch but it wasn't it, nah. it, it was not a botch it looked like it though because you thought ooh
0: shit and, it's, and it just shows how good of a wrestlers they both are that even though we thought it was a botch and we technically thought it might have been something that Eddie Guerrero was really hurt because of how good they are they can do that to make people think they're really hurt which is why some we were saying to you before my other friends how wrestling is so good that the selling of the wrestlers can make you so invested and so involved in the match that at the end of it you're like how the hell is he still yeah, able to it, move this-
1: it really showed, like Eddie. Eddie really highlighted Brock's power and his all-around amateur wrestling yeah. ability. Whilst I feel like Brock really highlighted Eddie's high flying abilities, his lucha style, and he's—I—I would say he's he, Eddie's uh, special. I can't think of a better words, so I'm going to make up a word. His Eddiness. He's he's Eddieisms of the Three Amigos and the cheeky little grin when he does the whole lie, cheat, and steal thing. Which oh, God, I miss him. I, I miss do it. as well. He's one of my favourite wrestlers.
0: And also, as well, I thought the match was so good because it was the perfect thing of a bad guy and a good guy—the heel in the face, like mm. the dynamic between them. You know who the good guy is, you know who the bad guy is. Exactly, and yeah. The great selling of Eddie Guerrero to, and making Brock seem so powerful—the fact of Brock Lesnar being this absolute monster beast, which he wasn't known at the time, but he was still a pretty badass beast monster he was, at the time. He was, yeah, and it just time shows his power, his strength. It's, it's such a great match to kind of figure out that whole big man, little man sort of dynamic, isn't it? Yeah, but
1: um, yeah. Well, kind of well I was, yeah, I well, I also liked about it, it was the whole story pack of like the whole story was about Eddie trying to prove himself to prove to people that he's he, he openly says he was a former addict Brock calls him out on it. he's like he's like the thing is Brock I am an addict and I'm addicted what I'm addicted to right now is competition is wrestling is the universe and right now I would do anything to get my fix and my fix being the WWE Championship all lay yeah but, um, yeah so I really like that it's a it's a not only a redemption story but not only is it like a, a life redemption story, but it's also like a, I can prove everyone wrong scenario. Yeah. And I thought it really works. It works with Eddie's character. It works with Brock's character.
0: And it was also the time when Eddie Gray was becoming such a big, for years and years he was a hero. Then this is the, around the time where he was becoming more and more of a really baby babyface. And on SmackDown, I think he was literally, besides Taker, the most popular wrestler because everyone loved him. Like even at the end yeah. of the match, obviously when he won, wins a title, it was, it, was just, it was, I thought for me, it was like the perfect like blend of great in-ring psychology great uh like action great selling and I um, also what do you think about the commentary from the two commentators?
1: I actually enjoy it I know a lot of people give Michael Cole shit now but around that time when he teamed up with Taz when he was on Smackdown Michael Cole was actually a good commentator yeah and I agree with
0: you there because at the time obviously Paul Heyman was producing them I just thought those two worked so well together and he added so much to the matches Where well, nowadays I understand they have to plug like social media and that other bollocks, but at that time, because it was more to the matches more to do with the in-ring action, I thought it added a lot more to the match.
1: Oh well also, as well, what I didn't what I fair to mention as well, because I was too busy praising Michael Cole, which no one does anymore, um, is actually to give credit to Taz because him and Taz really were well together, and Taz, obviously he was a former wrestler, really does work. He does a bit of a comical comedy sticks as well, he does like sometimes he always does comedy sticks stuff with Cole, but it's like with this head, it's like it is like it, it there was no heel. Like with at a at that time, you had Jr. and the King. One was a heel commentator, and one was a face commentator. With these two, no one was really a heel or face. You saw like just their opinions, and yeah, you you have Taz highlight Brock's highlight Brock, not because he was a heel, but because like, well, Brock's a monster. Yeah, they want and, and you had Eddie highlight. You have so Cole highlighting Eddie because Eddie has heart, and Eddie is that mm. damn good
0: so you had Which them both
1: is... highlight each other but not in a heelish face way it just uh, this is our opinion this is just how we see it way
0: and because the match was so serious and because the two competitors they wanted to put them over if they were making jokes it would have taken away from the match and also because of how good they were during the match they were able to put over the wrestlers like you said yeah with eddie's heart and i thought that worked really really well so out of five what would you give that match
1: oh so here's the thing as much as i love this match it's not a five out of five it's it's I'll say a free,
0: Really a three? Uh, and why is that then?
1: Well, it's a thing as well. I didn't like the influence of, the influence of, I can't say the fucking word. I didn't like Goldberg getting involved because I just thought that wasn't, there was no point, the only point was like that to set up for a crappy, um, okay, maybe not free. maybe about three, three, three and a half. I, I, I can't okay. say it as a, Maybe, uh, maybe I like four, but it's just like, for me it's just like I wish I didn't have Goldberg and Foley because this was this was meant to be Eddie's moment and they basically kind of in my mind it's just like they set up story wise it makes sense I totally get the story behind it but it's just like they just set up for a crappy match at WrestleMania I 20 with Goldberg and Brock but um not only really that but I kind of wish that Eddie as much as we love the light cheating and steel thing I kind of wish he won clean to, to like really like get that I'm the guy now I'm the man I'm the dude uh I'm the that I am the the champion I am now the, the leader of the locker room I am your champion sort of moment which he which he probably did which don't be wrong the match how it ended was fine because it works for Eddie Eddie's character and it and the setup was cool for like Brock and Goldberg It's just I just wish it, I just wish it didn't go that way. Like, I wish... I would have been fine with Eddie hitting him with the belt, but no Goldberg. But yeah. all in know I do wish it was a clean victory, but...
0: I'll give it a four out of five. basically basically say the same thing as you, because at the time, I was happy Eddie won, but I kind of felt Goldberg getting involved, but like, we kind of understand why he would. But then, I basically... I, I actually kind of second what you said, to be honest, because I found with... Goldberg, even though it added more well to the storyline in their match WrestleMania 20, uh, it kind of took away from Eddie's moment. Basically, I second everything that you said. Nothing else I can really say about it. I basically second everything you said. but I'll give it a four, just because of the a, the crowd was really good, and b, I enjoyed the match a lot. That even though Goldberg got involved, it didn't take away as much for me as, as it obviously did for you. So then, yeah,
1: I mean, still a great moment, still one of my favorite matches because it was the moment where we saw Eddie Guerrero become that great wrestler that we yeah, all know and And he was finally
0: given the tour. She was funny given the brass ring he broke the glass ceiling as it were it was like yeah it was great that he finally did all that and
1: yeah it was a one of my favorite matches I would definitely say any final thoughts on the match before we go into the second match Uh, any final thoughts Uh, just if you guys don't know obviously it's been a few years since it's been like nearly over 10 years since Eddie passed away if you got if you guys are younger viewers who wasn't who just got into wrestling now go back if you got the WWE Network um but no yeah no if not with the Network just look up Eddie match just look up Eddie Guerrero or, and just try to watch some of these matches because it's some of the best wrestling you could find
0: oh yes I second what Jordan said he was fantastic like even his matches in WCW against Rey Mysterio was really really good oh god but you yes. get a chance get... to watch more oh, Eddie Guerrero yeah. stuff here's one person you should definitely go yeah definitely
1: de- definitely get his WCW matches with Ray because they were always good um they were and another fine. reason
0: you should watch uh, Eddie Guerrero is because he is your favorite wrestler and my favorite wrestler Sasha Banks favorite wrestler of all time <laughs> and Steve Austin yeah. loves him as well another one of my favorite wrestlers Ev- everyone loves him everyone, everyone loves it. It. Yeah, Eddie Guerrero he was great uh, then the match two that we had was Randy Orton versus Mick Furley from Backlash 2004
4: reality check Mick I'm the Intercontinental Champion. I'm only 23 years old. Mick, I haven't even reached my prime yet. And look at you, you're fat, disgusting, you're all broken down, you're a glory hound, and you're blinded, Mick, by your own ego as to the fact that your time is over. If I have to beat it into your skull, man, Then in the year 2000, sure, you might have been the hardcore legend. But right now, you're just Randy Orton's bitch. Randy Orton, you want a piece of me so bad? that we do it on my terms. One-on-one. Evolution banned from ringside. Intercontinental title. Up for grabs. No rules. No holds barred. Anything goes. Will you become the hardcore legend of Backlash? Or will you always be a sniveling no guts? Little whip. Yes or no, Randy? What you gonna be? Yes. I've always found the world hardcore really had nothing to do with chairs. It had nothing to really do with tables, garbage cans, cookie sheets. The word hardcore signified that I love the fans enough to put my body through unimaginable pain. Even when I had the chance to take part in some barbaric matches, deep down in my heart, I rested with the comfort that I was doing it for love. And I swore I'd never go back. But in trying to recapture the passion that I thought I lacked at WrestleMania, I went back and I looked at the tapes. But it wasn't the barbed wire. It wasn't the tax that caught my eye. It was my eye. It was there that said deep down maybe there was a little part of me that didn't mind inflicting that type of damage deep down when i heard the scream the suffering the agony, maybe deep down i even loved it. Randy orton these were honorable men they never spit in my face they never took cheap shot, triple team efforts to send me to the hospital. But the fact is, when I had the chance, I wrapped the arm in power and I tore them apart. So if I were you, I'd be asking myself a simple question, and that question would be, then what the hell is this man going to do to me at Backlash, knowing full well he hates my guts? The answer, Andy Orton, is simple. I'm going to tear you apart. I'm going to take Barbie. And I'm going to pay off. I'm going to teach you what it means to be hardcore. I'm going to tear. I'm going to guard, And I'm going to
0: love it. So, Jordan, what did you think about this match?
1: Oh, my God. How did I not watch this match when I was younger? This is the match that he introduced me to. Jesus. Okay, I've been a big fan of Brandon Orton for a long time. He's one probably one of the first two wretches. Him and Cena were one of the two wrestlers I first saw. I thought one of my favorite rivalries with him and his matches... One of my favorite rivalries and matches with Orton was his 2004 world title run with Triple H even though it didn't last that long it was that story with Evolution and stuff with him getting kicked out and him wanting revenge I thought that was his best stuff Jesus Christ how did I know about this Mick Foley hardcore match how have I not seen it I knew of it but I never seen it until now Jesus it makes me wonder why it makes me understand why we've gone PG
0: yeah (laughs) pretty much that was a that was uh, uh, I can't, first I can't, thing. I can't. Great match. I love that match. Such a good match. Even watching it back and seeing a reaction, it's just like and just how they going, Oh, I'm watching it live and having the same reactions. It's great. Like I've shown another one of my friends, Jimmy, some NADA matches I and love seeing match. and, and seeing like your reaction, other people's reactions just to some moves and stuff. It's just like yes, it, it you know it gets <laughs> to be like you can you see why wrestling is so good. Like was there any particular spots and moments that stood out for you in that match? Oh,
1: plenty. Where do I begin? Um. Okay, first off, can we just and before we do all the good like, moments that should be mentioned, I want to mention, this is one of these good ones where a lot of people will be booing, but I'm going to say good on you because it gives heat on Eric Bischoff. That moment where we thought Mick Foley was going to put Barbie on fire and Eric bischoff was been like, I'm Mick oh,
0: and yeah. I'm saying
1: no to you.
0: Yes, I agree Mick with you that. Foley,
1: don't set that on fire. You maniac. No, basically Eric- five stars.
0: <laughs> I agree with it. I thought I it was really well, I, and
1: it I, added more to the heat. If if I watched if I watched it when I was younger, I would be like Bischoff, what are you doing? You wank up and watching it now. I'm like,
0: oh, this is good because Bischoff
1: is a heel general manager, and this puts a lot of heat on him. And this is like, ah, oh, this is it's like it works. So first off, kudos to that because I thought that was actually pretty good. Was it needed? Probably not but could I go gone without that moment? Yeah, but the fact we saw it was like, actually, it worked. But um, yeah, other moments. Um, Okay, Orton, who at this time is 23, icy champion, falls into a pool of fun tax, which is painful enough. I mean, we all saw what happened with Jericho with the, how many fun was he had in his arm? Not as many as Orton. Not as many Not as, as Orton. As had all, Orton had it all over his back, all up on one of his shoulders, I think he had some on of his tights. Uh, he had Yeah, he
0: did, on his bottom as well. On his bottom. <laughs> on his arse. Uh, carry on with the moments uh, and I'll talk um, about mine as well. Okay,
1: probably the moment for me is Randy in. is it whiplashing? from the corner to corner is that what it's oh, called oh, uh, Irish m- Whipping Irish Whipping that's the one Irish Whipping from they were taking turns like reversing and an order is just like last reverse re- uh, Irish Whips McFoley Foley into a tape like what I can describe as probably a table of barbed wire and his arm getting fucked and I'm not talking about fake blood fucked I'm more about legit proper cut, hard way, cut, up, cut, up, Yeah,
0: up like this is this could be ECW shit roughed up one of the moments I love. Loved the spot was when he threw Orton off of the um, the stage at the top of the uh, ramp, and then oh, he does the elbow, oh, and that was oh, that was beautiful. I that thought, bit was really good. And you know as well. what
1: I loved about it? I loved the camera angle on that when he's flying. It's yeah. is at, at the bottom. Is on Orton's level, and you're just seeing this this big old bearded lumberjack guy with leopard print socks.
0: <laughs> Le- boots, yeah, that was leather print boots. I love just this, doing buddy. an Bye-bye.
1: elbow, just doing, just doing an elbow, like from the sky all the way to the ground. It's like I'm flying without crash down to
0: the ground that was so good and was, also the camera just, angle was just great on that yeah and he also used to Barbie as well was really good yeah. and, like, and the fact with the fans and he was like Socco or Barbie and he, and he was like asked the fans what to choose like, and they do... were cheering more for Barbie than for Socco.
1: which I which by the way who would, who in their right mind would cheer for the
0: fucking Sock okay,
1: you everyone loves everyone so- loves sock, Mr Sock, a Sock with a moustache or fucking bar buy a baseball bat which
0: one will hurt more it's a baseball bat The baseball
2: bat yeah then they get
0: back in 2004 the fans are a lot more rabid and a lot more (laughs) savage look at ECW anyone ever made any botches they used to go you fucked up which was by the way way, speaking of savage
1: my god the amount of headshots in this match this is the first time in a long time I've seen a match I've not seen face the net where I managed to go see a hard a actual not a hardcore match we had headshots, which really like he, he asked
0: me I was like, "Oh shit, legit non-cover headshot." It's been a it's been a while since I saw that. I mean, but... I mean, with the whole thing of the concussions and all the other stuff, like with the headshots, especially. Did you find you found like sometimes people might be, I guess, more awkward, or did you not mind them as much at first? Uh, the first couple, I'm
1: like, uh-oh. I'm like, no, to the head, to the head, concussion. No, no. And then I would, Then after uh, like the first couple, then it was just like, okay, I get it. This, this is before the whole Benoit scandal. This is before the whole concussion uh, scandal. This is before everything to do with the whole... Head trauma. Head trauma, kind of thing, yeah. This is before we all knew about it. And it was just like, okay, it's, it's, it's fine because we see Randy Orton has not died yet, so it's fine. And McFoley... Fuck knows how he's alive.
0: Um but um He's very badly bruised though because of what he's done, especially if it's off twenty it's, feet it's, off a steel cage. Yeah, he doesn't walk cell, he doesn't he doesn't walk properly. Nah. He doesn't walk properly, so He does uh, he does more days than nowadays because he's lost a lot of weight now. Oh so, yeah, which is good which for him. Which is good, yeah. But um
1: yeah, it's just like it's just crazy seeing so many headshots like chair headshots or table head sh- uh, like uh, bins like tin can and stuff like it's just tin can bins it's just crazy the amount of headshots they took this really highlighted Orton oh yeah totally. this this yeah. highlight this, this showed how tough Orton is like yeah, if, I've, if, I've, to, to those who to, around this time Orton was probably like
0: he was like the third generation superstar who was a bit of a pretty boy yeah the, the legend killer and then this was the match for me that basically made me think actually Orton's a badass which obviously with the fans as well made him make people think actually this guy's really good and which is why he became bigger and bigger and bigger
1: of course i already knew orton was good but i never saw this match and now i'm like okay this was the moment for me it was the triple h
0: Unforgiven match which
1: i've always actually a really good match despite about him losing but it made for a really good story i felt but um yeah this was this is this was probably the turning point like completely completely professionally for him this had to be his turning point
0: I mean what about the commentary did you enjoy the commentary did you feel that added to the match
1: not only that Okay, I'm going to say this right now JR Jim Ross is the greatest commentator of all time he is the greatest of all time every everything he does makes everything sound like a main event oh yeah yeah, he has that he is very very good he's Brilliant! I can see him the greatest of all. Time. I think you oh, can... if, if,
0: if you get a chance to watch him, he's really good. But also give a watch to when they were together, Grilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan. Those two together were like watch Royal Rumble '92 when rick Fair wins the title, and they those those two as well are really good. I agree with you. Jim Ross is someone who like there's videos that people put with Jim Ross talking about. The most random of a shit, and it works, and it makes it seem so important. So like, he had so. Much I mean, just
1: just just to just to, clear, just to spin off from this um, match a bit. Um, I remember hearing Jr. talking talking about a Undertaker Jeff Hardy ladder match for the for like the WWE title at the time when Taker was a heel biker, and he was just I just hear Jr. being Hardy was climbing the ladder, and Jeff Hardy was climbing the ladder, and he just um here uh JR, you know, like, go on, kid, make yourself famous. It's just like the way, obviously, if he had my accent and less enthusiasm, um, uh, it's just like, but um, no, like, just the way he sounded just made everything sounds so big and so important. Where I, this is what I think you don't have now. I don't nah. really have you. I mean, hopefully with Corey Graves. On Raw, it'd be good again. Oh yeah, Corey Graves um, on
0: NXT was um, fantastic. He's and, really good in general. I love Corey Graves; he's very, and very honestly,
1: good. Honestly, I, I think I think Malo is that his name? Malo Rialo on SmackDown. Uh, Moro
0: Renello. That's it. Moro Renello. I think he he's could, Canadian as well. He, he, he has
1: is. a he has that. I feel like he has that sort of enthusiasm Jr. has.
0: Yeah, so he's, 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 he's could, in a way could, the could kind of the modern JR, in yeah, a sense. Yeah, in a sense. So what would you give that match out of five? Honestly, a five. Okay. I I loved it. I thought it was really good. Uh, I, I actually
1: think this could potentially be Orton's... My, this could be my new favourite Randy Orton match now, so thank you for showing me that. I honestly thought this could be my new favourite right, that. match. That's right, that's the point of the show, to show and you something you've never and seen before. Honestly, as much as I like Randy Orton and all these other matches, this could be my new favourite match. And or, you know, But this, this showed... That this was his turning point, and I feel like this highlight. Mick Foley did the best thing in the world, which was just saying, "I didn't like the match at Mania. Can we have this match?"
0: Yeah, which I agree with you. Five out of five. I'll give you that match as well. I thought it was a really good match same thing that you said it's basically the match that put Orton over and by him wrestling against someone like Mick Foley who has gone through ladders gone through chairs gone through thumbtacks gone through hell in the cells cages whatever you can think of the fact that uh, Mick Foley put him over as well then makes people think actually Orton is a main eventer now and we should see him in the, this way as well it's overall fantastic match Yeah. so any final thoughts about the match before we go on to the third match any final thoughts Um, just honestly as
1: much as people don't like it thank god for PGTV now because we don't get headshots, which make me feel, which won't make me feel uncomfortable anymore. So as much as people don't like the PG thing, honestly, I think because of the amount of headshots I saw, I'm like, I'm glad we have that now. So that's my only thing. Okay, I but yeah, that's again, fair
0: enough. again, just go watch it. Oh yeah, that's definitely, say, guys. Final things I would say is that match is a match everyone should watch and just just enjoy it and see why Mick Foley and Randy Orton are seen as some greats of wrestling in general. And then the final match that we watched was obviously because of time constraints. Was between Brock Lesnar versus John Cena versus Seth Rollins at Royal Rumble 2015.
3: At the Royal Rumble pay per view, John Cena, Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins.
4: Triple threat match for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship.
3: Oh my!
2: Show up it's business time I am Seth Rollins I am the living breathing undisputed future
3: of the WWE I am Mr. Money in the Bank at
2: the Royal Rumble whether either of you like it or not whether it's plan A or plan B I and walking out WWE
3: Champion. You know, a long way back, the Authority concocted this great plan to get rid of John Cena. John Cena found a way to win another big match. Every single thing you do lights a fire in me like I have never had before, and I will take that fire into the Royal Rumble, knock the teeth out of your mercenary and your protege and say, the
2: champ,
4: is here. Brock, you don't have to get pinned at the Royal Rumble to lose that championship. But you're gonna get pinned and lose that championship.
3: Cena with Lesnar on his shoulders! A.A. to the table! Curb stop to Cena! No, 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 no! Look at this!
4: Curb stop to Lesnar! Oh, the audacity!
2: I am not afraid of Brock Lesnar! John
3: Cena, you are going to be conquered. Seth Rollins, when I show up, you're nowhere to be found. I'm here to fight.
0: So Jordan, what did you think about this match?
1: Well, I think about this I love this match. I thought it was a really good match. Um, I this was this was probably Brock's. Brock Lesnar's best run in WWE since coming back. He he just beat Undertaker. He just beat Cena f- at some at that year's SummerSlam to become champion in a squash. in a
0: squash of a match, oh, yeah. which which is, which is crazy considering it's John Cena. You would never. Yeah, I remember watching it live. I was pretty Yeah, consin-
1: consin- Cena's cons- been
4: squashed. Cena cons- consider- happen Yeah, at considering all.
1: it's Mr. Yeah, but it's like um, honestly, I like this match. I thought it really is. This really highlights the free in my mind. Three stages of wrestling If you really think about it Okay I, I think you have you You got Brock Lesnar Which in my opinion Represents the violence Of wrestling Even though he was never In the Attitude Era He was just He arrived just after The Attitude Era Where he was still In that violent state Yeah. You so you got stage one of wrestling. You got Cena, who is sta- In my opinion, stage two is the PG. Um, does it for the kids?
0: See superhero kind superhero of superhero type
1: yeah. wrestling, which doesn't which doesn't act that violent anymore, and which in which is sort of like what we kind of which is sort of like half what we got now, and. Seth Rollins in my mind is stage 3 which is the other half that we got now which is that indie sort of star that is becoming the, the best in the world which I think he is now he's one of the best in the world
0: oh yeah and Seth Rollins is fantastic th- and that's how,
1: how I see it. We, the three stages of
0: professional wrestling the three evolution of pro wrestling the violence
1: the the, violence, the, the drama and the
0: indie uh, the thing I like about this match it basically showed all three is it strengths is of... the drama
1: the right one I'm trying to think
0: I, 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 I know I know what you mean I think everyone know what you mean but for me I thought this match was really good because it shows the strength of all the different wrestlers like Brock for his power Cena for his power and then you had Seth for his quickness and his basic because he, he used to do parkour which is really good because it shows that even yeah. though Seth which is funny because te- Seth's technically being in the heel he was technically the smallest wrestler which I thought was quite uh kind yeah. of a dynamic and usually because most times the heel would usually be the bigger guy where the re- where the face would be usually the smaller guy because of the un- more underdog story but overall thought it was a really good match and- Any. That's
1: oh, sorry, carry on. Sorry, and by the way, just so I, was this Seth Rollins' first main event
0: on a pay per view? Uh no,
1: Cause, he, cause he, he got, had I, I know I know he had a few good matches with Dean Ambrose
0: um at that time, but I didn't know if they were the main event. Uh, he had a few matches in the Shield, but they were like more main event, sort of upper card kind of thing. Yeah,
1: that's one of think. things. So. Was this like? His... Yeah, it
0: would have been, would have
1: been main I mean, event if, because if, this was at the time
0: obviously... when obviously Brock was off because of his part time schedule, so he yeah. was kind of like, yeah, pretty much. So
1: yeah, like I'm trying to think. Like this is so sort of like obviously Royal Rumble, the main event of Royal Rumble is always the Royal Rumble match. But I mean, like as a as a title match or a match in general. Was this like his first?
0: This was his first like proper 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 title match, yeah. yeah. Can't remember if it was his first one but it was, it was like his he's, first he's, few was, I think he had one before like he lost this, and then they put him this, in one again because I feel
1: like this could have been one of the moments where maybe not so much the fans but more like fence may have been or like yeah this kid could be world champion
0: yeah this was the match that made people at home and obviously like people realise actually this guy's really, even though he's been really good for years actually this guy's amazing and we should push him more like was there any particular spots or moments that stood out for you in the match yeah
1: this is one thing Brock is a fucking
0: beast I like,
1: there's a moment where it was
0: just like uh um, Um,
1: Cena, Cena, AAs or FUs, whatever you want to call it Uh, He AAs Lesnar, Lesnar gets up Second AA, Lesnar gets up Third AA, Lesnar gets Les Lesnar. I think Lesnar. No, no, no. Lesnar doesn't stay down. But then Rollins comes out, throws Cena over out of the ring. The cur- Lesnar about to get up after the third AA, and then uh, Rollins curb stomps him. Lesnar kicks out after a pin after that, and then rolls out of the ring. Still stands after rolling out. Stands up after three AAs. A curb stomp. Cena then like this. This is long. Just a long sequence. A long sequence of moments where it's just like Cena then. Ran Comes in through the barricade. Lesnar stands. Cena throws him to the stairs. Lesnar stands, and then the whole Cena throws him onto a table. Wardens has an elbow uh, from the ring from one of the corners onto Lesnar onto the table. That mu- that few seek that that sequence just showed how much of a fucking beast, beast. beast Lesnar is because he kept getting up. I, I don't know something about that. And it just it's just like it just shows how
0: freakishly weird Lesnar is. What I really liked that match was the the. Studio. Uh, non stop suplex of suplex of suplex, suplex suplex, and it because it then adds just how much power he has, and like the fact that he suplexed both uh, Mercury and Noble that was really good oh, as well. Good I, good. I just thought that that just whole sequence and the spots as well, and his stuff of him suplexes, I just thought was really really good.
1: And one of the best highlights for me is. Seth Rollins introducing to the world, for the first time, I believe, the Phoenix Splash. It was a, and he hits it on Cena. And yeah, it was a beautiful move. It's almost, It was almost as beautiful as Neville's Red Arrow or Evan
0: Bourne's Flip. Oh, shooting star press. Yeah, I thought that that was a really good match. I mean, how did you find the commentary? Did you find they added to the match? or Actually, away. to
1: be honest, I it's really weird because this is where you got uh, Makoko isn't as good as he used to be. You got JBL, JBL who isn't as good as he used to be, and you got King who all three guys aren't as good as they used to be. But then again, the only thing, the only good thing is, is they highlighted how freakish, like what I just said, like how freakishly st- weird and how freakishly strong is Brock during that sequence. Yeah. Like. Mentioned and the whole like, and Michael Cole did go like, What the hell was that when Seth Rollins did the Phoenix splash? Like, those are the only two things like the Brock Lesnar moments and the Seth Rollins moments. I felt like really, yeah, because they, they added more to those it.
0: spots because they would sh- show less's power and the athleticism of Seth Rollins as well. I thought it was really good as well.
1: And to be fair, seen and to be fair, they did highlight very well how Cena just rammed, just basically just ran into Les and be like, I'm throwing, I'm throwing you through the wall. So, yeah, um, I. I think... I don't think... Out of the three that we talked about, I don't think this was the best commentary, but I think they did their job, so... Yeah, I
0: mean, the obviously in other matches they speak about social media and that kind of thing but I thought with well, this match they added to the match more because they knew it was a serious match I mean another thing like did you like before we talk about the, what do you think about out of five did you enjoy the sort of more sport aspect of the match but before they had the match themselves rather than introducing the wrestlers during their entrance they actually had them in the ring and being like this contest is going for one full and it's like the whole sort of main event in the UFC boxing did you like that kind of thing with the world championship women's championship that, and the more championship matches they give it the more championship more sport kind of feel Yeah,
1: I like that. It it, it has a it, it does make it make it be more like a sport like you said. I really I they've been doing that for a while. They've been doing that whole introducing them when they're in the ring when it comes to a championship match. Like they've been doing that since 2011, Twenty eleven. Twenty I was gonna say 2010, 2010, 2010, 2010, 2011. eleven so they've been doing it yeah. for years. But yeah I really like it. It definitely reminds me of like the old boxing matches and like with the with the Rocky movies being you know, all like in the ring right now, we in this corner Rocky Balboa let's get ready to rock let's get ready, ready, let's get ready, let's get ready Really, let's get really rumble
0: really <laughs> well I enjoyed it because it made the matches more important and it shows that it's a title match and you want to make the title match seem more important and make it more unique which I thought by doing it worked really really well so. yeah
1: I, I think I think doing that with I don't think they should just do that with all the titles I think they should do that with all the titles not just the women's and the world title I think they do I think they do, do it with the other titles but it's like not if as they, if, much if, if, they, if, they, if they don't do it with all the titles they really should because you want to highlight how important championships are
0: yeah because these are like the gold belts that people want to fight for even if it is the IC title tag team title women title world title whatever title it is each title should feel really important that if you're the champion it should be like I'm the champion and this is really important to me and you have to kill me to win it kind of thing which is what used to be back in the 80s and 90s each title was so important that whatever it was they would have been in a sense not as high as a main eventer but they would be sort of close to it like if you know what I mean yeah yeah what would you give that match out of five?
1: Uh, Ugh. My heart says five, but I think
0: it was too short.
1: It was what? It was 22 minutes, right? Yeah. If they gave us another 10 minutes, I think it would have been a five. So I'm going okay. to say a 4 but I'm going to give the highest 4 it could possibly get
0: I'll give it a 4 I'll give it maybe a 4.5 only because I thought it was a really good match I love the fact that they showed the strength of all the different wrestlers but the only thing I don't like even though I understood why they did it because it wanted to make Blizzard seem like a beast I did not either like the fact in the sense that they made the finishes seem less powerful which is why with wrestling nowadays uh, I find especially like NXT don't do it as much at all but I kind of feel like with, um, they make the special moves and the finishing move uh, less important like on NXT if someone kicks out or finish it's like fucking hell kicked out like nowadays I feel like people kick out more often which is kind of fact like this match showed up but then at the same time I understand why they did it because they wanted to make Lesnar seem more important which is why I gave it the last month because I felt like even though it took away from the finishes it added to it as well because Lesnar's such a beast but overall 4 out of 5 great match people should watch it in my opinion
1: yeah it is, it is one of the best especially with Brock Lesnar coming back and beating Undertaker becoming the is it 21 and one at the time it was now it's 23 and he is he is the one in 20 he is the one in 23 and one so um as paul Heyman would say oh by the way can we we didn't talk about him paul Heyman. In for the um, promotion for this match, like oh, going in like when we saw it on like for Raw, my God, is he not like, such a great talker? He's, oh yeah, he's, he's, is, Paul Heyman he is, for is me. great. I love Paul Heyman. The best talker
0: of all time. I think he is one of the best talkers. He's of all time. He's one of the
1: best managers. He's
0: up. The, he's, he's an advocate. He's a manager. Uh, ab- ab- he, ab- he's an he, advocate. He's
1: one, when it comes to the microphone, he, when it comes to that that, ma- that manager type, yeah, he, he's up there with like Bobby Heenan yeah, and Jimmy Jim Cornette. and Jim Cornette. and like Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart. Like he's he's. Mr. He's, Fuji, he was really Mr. good as Mr. well. Mr. Fuji. Uh,
0: yeah, he's, he's a great... He's he's up there with one of the greats. And... Did I tell you the story? here? There was an interview with him where he was talking about Bobby Heenan and stuff and he said the only reason he's he classed as, a, uh, as an advocate is because he feels like Bobby Heenan's the best manager ever of all time. So that's why to call himself a manager because he doesn't want to be compared to Bobby Heenan. where well, being an advocate, he's his own thing, which is why I think for him, obviously as well, it works because he wants to make himself diverse. And what? the fact is his, his facial reactions, everything that Brock does, the fact as well they were doing the whole one, two, like, counting towards the amount of suplexes he was doing. Yeah. And he also, as well, just adds so much to the Brock character, which is why it was great that they brought him back, because without Paul Heyman, I don't think Brock would be as over yeah. or seen as strong as like, he is without Paul Heyman.
1: Absolutely, because they tried bringing him back without Paul Heyman before, and here's the thing as well, like, they had John O'Neill to be his mouthpiece for a little bit, and you can imagine how that went. Oh, like, yeah.
3: Like, this is Brock Lesnar, and welcome You're to
1: right. the People Power. Uh, but, um... Actually, it's a funny story because after that, because Brock Lesnar not only um, John Cena spoke, but Lesnar spoke as well when he first came back. And afterwards, apparently, this is what Heyman says on I think Talk is Jericho. If you get, get a chance to what, listen to Talk is Jericho, which is Chris Jericho's podcast, it is brilliant. It is I listened really to it. All good. The time. I
0: listened to Steve Austin's one as well, which was really good as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's, yeah, good. Uh, and Paul Heyman and like basically Brock says to no like Finn says to Brock after the, that statement a few years ago, being like, "Well, that wasn't exactly what we expected. How do you think we can improve it?" And And Brock says, well, firstly, never give me a microphone ever again, because that was terrible. And Francis is like, yeah, fair play. What else is like? And and then Brock basically just says, you know what you could do? Call Heyman. He's my Jew. Yes. That's with Brock's words. Yeah. Brock's legit Jew. words. He's like, he's my Jew. So Paul Heyman helps with Brock Lesnar so much, and the fact that Paul Heyman and what also helps as well that Paul Heyman is actually in real life, not just in, is actually Brock Lesnar's real life lawyer. I think. Um, and best uh, and best friend. Best friend well, they've been much, really, Yeah. They've yeah,
0: been they've, they've known been, they've been known each for years. Yeah. He's been yeah. So they 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 work really well together. Any final thoughts on the match before we go on to the final bits of um, the show? Any
1: final. Um Not really. Just that's that's it. Just watch it. Yeah, watch, same with Jordan. I agree just, with
0: Jordan. Just watch that match. Oh, it's really good. Just
1: enjoy it. it really, especially I was ever to say probably man of the, man on a match. If not Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, because
0: I, I thought this was a match that was basically the peak of Brock Lesnar's power, Brock Lesnar's like epicness, and it was just overall a really really good match.
1: Yeah. So I would say both Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar were man in a match in that match. That being said, Cena actually does a good job in this as well. So yeah. yeah um. It is a case of like they're
0: all three guys working well together I think really does work. So yeah, definitely watch it. So after all the three matches that we just saw today, Jordan, who was your MVP and what was your favourite match of the three?
1: Um, because I didn't see it, my favourite match is the Mick Foley Randy Orton match because that was just, that was a match i have never seen before and it just reminded me just how brutal the wrestling wrestling used to be before the whole head, before the PG uh, situation. So that was probably my favourite match because it reminded me me Not only really that, but like it also reminded me of like almost. Even though 2004 wasn't the attitude era, it did remind me of that attitude era stuff. Yeah, it was. In it was, at well, the ruthless aggression It brings back, bring back a lot of memories, and I actually like. Even though I hate the stupid name, I actually like the. I actually do have a fond memory of the ruthless aggression era. I have a lot of fond memories of it. It was the, in my meaning that that's the moment. I ever was on about the attitude era. For me, I'm, I'm a big, um I'm a big fan of the ruthless aggression era, despite that fucking name
0: <laughs> and I think as well probably the reason you like it with me with the athlete era in the 80s I guess it's one of those eras you enjoy the most when you grow up with it and it's the thing that you start with as, and stuff as well yeah, yeah, where it's, it's it, very... the people like some people like are like it's my, I know it's most people who like wrestling and what when watch it I mean a lot of people like that, that certain era that they grew up with and that kind of thing as well isn't it that yeah kind of stuff. it's
1: just it's, it's pure nostalgia for me I just it, that era of wrestling for me was really nostalgic so it's when it's when I got into it so I was like I have a very good fond memories about it so
0: and who was your MVP then of the whole matches. Who did you like the who stood up for you the most? what out of all three matches, yeah. Uh, the for the Lesnar Eddie match. Um, no, I mean, I, I mean, and, and I all the all the rest is like who who would you like who stood up for you the most and like who did you think actually this person even though we're talking about Lesnar and Austin like was anyone else that stood up for you? Like for me, my MVP would be Eddie Guerrero because of his great selling, his great the great moment that he had. Oh, you mean, and I, I, that...
1: I, 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 you mean out of all out of just in total, not just each match? You mean? Yeah, like I mean. Oh, I, yeah. I, I mean, I,
0: mean, I mean all three matches like who stood out for you the most like where I've Lesnar yeah
1: just just with that sequence I said about being, about being F-U'd 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 curve stomp through the wall through the steps arrow to the table stands up and then wins and then wins I mean that's a you have to be a type of character and type of wrestler to really pull to make that believable oh, yeah, and, and yeah, Lesnar does, yeah, does, does it yeah he does don't get me wrong Eddie Guerrero one of the best in the world Randy Orton one, one of the best one of the best WWE has Cena in my opinion is despite what people feel think I actually enjoy him Seth Rollins is one of the best in the world right now but Brock Lesnar for these matches that we've seen Brock Lesnar is the he just he's just a fucking hard nut he's a fucking hard nut oh,
0: yeah, he is that's, uh, that's why he's the beast isn't yeah. it I have to add it to it for me as I said before it would have to be Eddie Guerrero my MVP he was so good so, everyone loves him the great underdog story and then for me my favorite match would have to be the same match as yours Orton and because it was the match that helped build up it's a match that helped put him over and it also shows that how good good Mick Furley actually is and just how he's able to make such a great match and that sort of thing in general so, yeah I mean yeah. Like,
1: don't get me wrong I love Eddie Guerrero I love him he's one of my favourite wrestlers of all time but just like if we're talking all in all with these all these matches Brock Lesnar stood out the most because like it shows especially when we saw a 2000 especially when we we didn't get to do this with Randy which is a shame because we didn't have enough time but seeing him improve from 2004 to 2014 2015 10 years he's still as good if not better than he was before
0: yeah yeah and also very good and also with the whole Archea of Nowhere you have the whole meme thing and that whole like it, it, it's people get excited for his matches because it's like how is he going to do the Archea like his Archea he did on Evan Bourne even still nowadays oh, that yeah. still just like that was fucking amazing
1: the, yeah that was yeah the yeah which if people don't know this Evan Bourne has had a finishing move called a shooting star press where he does like a basically he goes on the top rope and he does like a fr- it's front flip front flip splash yeah so 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 he spins. Randy Orton caught him in mid-air whilst he spun in the air and did an RKO. That's how great that move is. It's literally, it's not a meme, it's not a joke. He literally has ways of hitting it just like that. Oh, it's yeah, crazy yeah, completely, how, completely. how he does it. He did it with Evan Bourne. He did it with Carlito when he does a th- did it over the sp- when he did the springboard. Uh
0: WrestleMania first one did against Seth Rollins. He does it in such oh, great God. ways.
1: If you want to see a great one of the biggest RKO's in the
0: of all time, see
1: that match with Seth Rollins. And I think he did one with Dolph Ziggler as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's done so many of them. So many of but them.
1: But literally, if you want to see the biggest RKO ever, go see hit the Reigno and Seth Rollins match at WrestleMania, where you will see the biggest and probably the best RKO out of nowhere you will ever get to see because it is a great thing and funny story about that if you see it it was a one take they they, they tried rehearsing it and it just didn't work and Randy was Randy was a very safe wrestler he doesn't he's very safe when he works and on that night on Wrestlemania on that day at Wrestlemania he's just, he says Seth's like you don't have to do it if you don't want to we can find another way to work around it Randy's like you know what screw it I'm always safe let's do it and it's a one take thing and they've been trying to rehearse it they couldn't get it and that one night he's like okay Make it or break it, works. I love it. I love
0: it, Maka. I love it, Maca. I like it, Maka. So that was our episode on Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton. So before we head off, Jonathan, anything you wanna plug, anything you wanna to mention to the peeps? I'm not that social. Um I got a Facebook, but yeah, that's it. <laughs> Nothing special. Fair enough. And also, guys, remember, you to subscribe to me on SoundCloud and iTunes, and also follow me on Twitter and like me on Facebook. This has been Aya Wrestling. I've been joined today by the Byron Carnett himself, the Bible, he Jordan it back. Quigley. He
1: brought it back, people.
0: And I've been your host, Mark Sylvester. And always remember, guys, an F five out of nowhere.
2: got your rules and your religion All designed to keep you safe But when rules start getting broken You start questioning your fate I have a voice that is my savior Hates to love and loves to hate I have a voice that has the knowledge And the power to your fate I hear voices crying I see Dying I taste blood that's drying I feel tension rising I hear voices in my head They count to me They understand They talk to me They talk to me Doctors are disease, and the preachers are sinners. And police just take the grease. All your doctors, you are guilty. All the bosses, I will fire. All your backers will have losses.